welcome to the Body Forward Podcast. I'm Kenzie Burke, your host, and it is here I call upon you to be moved, elevated, transformed, and ultimately propelled forward. I am here with Kathy, who is my amazing Pilates teacher. I met her seven months ago. Yep. And you've changed my life. You're just so warm and bright and beautiful. And I fell in love with the classical Pilates method during COVID online. Mm -hmm. And I was finding just Googling, searching, YouTubing all the classes I could find that were classical. Something about it was so different. It was like that less is more kind of thing. And my body really started to change. And then I was Googling classical Pilates near me. And the second I walked into this studio, I have not looked back and you've taught me so much. Um, Well, first of all, you know, now you're here running a Pilates studio, right? So what brought you into Pilates in the first place? Okay. Well, we've been here for 23 years in this location. And I started practicing Pilates when I was in my mid forties. Okay. And prior to that, I was in weightlifting a lot, you know, uh, bodybuilding, uh, resistance training. And prior to that, it was more calisthenic type exercise when I was in my 20s, you know, and then 30s, I was in the weightlifting and the strength training and, and more so um, resistance training. And I had gotten kind of um, stuck in my body because mm. I would spend two to four hours a day, about four or five days a week in the gym pumping iron with the big bodybuilders and the powerlifters even. I was in a powerlifting gym. But I've been in the fitness industry since I was 20, 21, and um, always was fascinated with the body. And I helped my mom when I was like very young, like maybe 13, 14. I helped her with a little weight loss. And, and you know, she had had seven children. <laughs> and so I um, was helping her. Actually, I must have been older because I was helping her when um, she was around 40-ish. And so, but she just did great with what I worked with her for. I was really drawn to things like urine, like with the nutrition and and all. And back then there weren't, near, you know, there wasn't the internet. And then there wasn't as many books and, and information about good nutrition and fasting and all that type of thing. And so I was really drawn to that. But then when I... Uh, met my husband. He was actually a manager of a health club. And I went in for apply for a job. And then I met him. And we about less than a year later, we were married <laughs> for 51 years now. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Incredible. So then he was very much a fitness guy and a boxer. And you know, he was a really good boxer and a boxing coach and trainer. And so my my uh, fitness um path was including mostly gym until I was in my 40s. And that's when I found Pilates. And like you, I was really drawn to it. What drew you to it? And was it a hard transition? Because a lot of people ask me, how do you get out of that um, kind of zone of like, I have to kill myself at the gym or I have to work really hard or be dripping in sweat. I think that when you spend a lot of time in the gym, people have a lot of fear of going to slow movement. In my 20s, I was really agile and and uh more full body kind of calcet or just just movement you know and uh, but then when i was in my 30s i did the strength and weight training bodybuilding for about a decade a little over a decade and then i um, developed sciatica 
and I couldn't, I had to prop myself in bed to keep from having pain. Oh gosh. And that's when I heard about Pilates and I didn't know if it was like yoga or whatever. And I kind of questioned it. And um, so I started doing, a, you know, exploring. And then I found the school in Boulder because of my brother and my sister living in Boulder and being in the fitness industry. They referred me to some Pilates in Boulder and I found the Boulder Center and it's their very classical and strong school for, for that. And so I immediately, my body responded really well to it, mm. craved it. Yeah. My body craves it yeah, too. It does crave it. It starts to really crave it. At first though, um, I was so imbalanced. I was strong, but I was strong in parts. And then it took a little, it's kind of, sometimes it's like a, a process of letting go of your strengths to balance out. I mean, that's, you always say that to me. I think it's one of the hardest yeah, things. Yeah. You have to let go a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You have to let go of where you feel like you're really achieving and strong in certain places. And because the, the whole body as a whole is what makes you strong, not just biceps, quads. So basically it's integrating your whole body as a whole. And there's a lot to it and there's, it never ends. You keep getting more and more understanding and feeling and freedom. And it actually does return your body to its natural intended state. Yeah. It, it balances. Yeah, it does make you more youthful. Yes. And not so, you know, stiff and, and taller yeah. and leaner. Yep. I mean, I feel very tall and lean with this practice. Absolutely. And your body goes to a shape that's very useful. Instead of looking like you're holding your posture, you have good posture because your feet are your foundation and that supports your pelvis and your pelvis supports your spine and your shoulders. And you've got great posture because of your feet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't up in your upper back, throwing your shoulders back. Mm-hmm. That will actually cause neck aches and headaches. And if you try to hold your posture the way you think it should be, rather than finding your posture from the ground up, it's really cool. It's really cool. It builds on each other too. Yes. Each movement, each class. Mm-hmm. So then you got into Pilates and then did you stop weightlifting? Yes, I pretty much did. I pretty much just went straight to Pilates and within six months of just plain classical, straight classical Pilates, I no longer had sciatica pain. Wow. And then I just... Um, that's actually, I, that's when I got into, actually, I got into the teacher training really quickly. I wasn't even knowledgeable enough to be in the program, but because I was pretty fit and I was already teaching strength training and weightlifting resistance training, they went ahead and accept, accepted me into it. I just did kind of a cram course of getting to a certain level and understanding the exercises. And then I started in their teacher training program and it took me three years to go through it which most people went through it in a year mm. I commuted and I just took my time more. I had to because I was running the business back here and it was a personal training gym and a boxing gym. So my husband, this is really fun because my husband, um, he says, I can make you one of those machines. Oh, the Pilates machine. Day. Yeah. <laughs> and so they allowed us to measure and we measured the reformer and he built one. You know, he, then we had somebody, you know, as time went by, we'd have people ask, can you build me one? And he eventually went and started building them and had a a manufacturing uh, shop in the neighborhood. And um, we just started selling Pilates equipment and he did that for 17 years. And is that before you moved to California? We were in California. Oh, got it. I would commute back to, to Denver. 
for the teacher training. Yes, because And the reason I ended up back there is my brother and sister lived there, and I'm from that general area, not exactly Colorado, but the panhandle of Nebraska. I grew up there. And so Colorado and Boulder specifically was more familiar to me. So I ended up in that program, and I'm very thankful for it, very, very grateful for that. And then you started teaching. Right away, because I was already a personal trainer, and I started right. teaching what I'd learned. In that, I would start practicing with my clients, and they would love it. And so then it's been just a long process since then. And do you, when you have clients come in who are familiar with that other world, like you weren't really afraid of transitioning, no. but do you see people in fear of transitioning from I see people that actually don't just completely embrace going with the Pilates rather than they want to mix it and they, and that slows them down, but they still get better. Everybody gets better with no matter what you're doing physically, a Pilates will, in, you know, will help you do what you do better. And that would be, I think just straight bodybuilding type one muscle at a time that focus rather than incorporating it all. And why is it counterproductive? Because you're trying to have a balance and a flow and feel, it's very different to flow with your whole body. That's what athleticism is, I think. When you find a great athlete, it's because their whole body has a flow. And when they're, you know, okay, but not super great at it, it's more, there's blocks, you know, there's blockages. And it can be coming from the mind or it can be actually coming from parts of the body. And so that's why sometimes certain types of body work really helps with Pilates too. Like we do the neuromuscular treatments here. My husband learned that later in life. And um, it's really helpful to release those muscles that are overtoned and and help in the, uh, the uh, hydration of the fascia and things like that. I think that Pilates, and it's for men and women, but I think that it really helps you relax into your feminine because there's more flow. And I think that it's, it's helped me be more relaxed, even in my own rigidity. Like I like to move every day, but I used to be very, even when I was weightlifting, like I have to go to the gym and felt bad if I didn't and felt bad. And now I feel like the flow you feel when you're flowing carries out in your life. And I feel that way. I feel like, oh, if I didn't flow today, it's okay. I'll flow tomorrow. Like I flow into the next Absolutely. day. And that's been really cool from a mind perspective of Pilates, how it's helped me relax. That's well said. Very much what it's like. It, you get satisfied in your body. You're aware of your body. And um, you, you, you struck something for me. Um, you actually, you wear it. So it's a, it's a way of living in your body. When you get in and out of the car, whatever you do, it's going to be, I mean, just, it really is actually almost addictive. <laughs> and I think it helps with um, even bloating. Like I've noticed you understand and connect to your core. Mm -hmm. And I find you're able to kind of hold your core center. Right. And then also even in some of the movements that you do, like the twisty and the turny, I just feel like it creates that flow in that torso section too. It does. It does. And so your hands and your arms and your legs, your feet, everything flows into the center from your center. You flow out and you control from your center, but it's not just your center. It's your whole body. Yeah. And Joseph, I've heard this from the years of practicing and studying that people would say to Joseph Pilates, what part am I supposed to be using? What am I supposed to be using? And he said, the body. He was a German. He said, the body. Use the whole body. 
you don't use parts, you don't teach parts. Sometimes you have to learn to focus a little bit on letting go of some part or focusing on, but, but moving from your center and really learning what that's all about is very, very big. Yeah. And I think as far as results and seeing results in your body, I think that we, we want to feel connected to our bodies, you know? And I think a lot of times we think like, oh, if I lose weight or if I look this way, we're searching for that feeling of connection. And I think this form of movement helps you just naturally embody a connection, which gets you closer to feeling satisfied. You know, body, mind and breath Mm -hmm. all together. What would you say, maybe you can talk a little bit about Joseph Pilates, but what would you say kind of about the... There's a lot of Pilates out there right now, but I don't think it's, it's not this Pilates because I've been to a bunch of reformer classes and stuff and it never resonated with me like this does. What happened and what is that form versus what is classical? Well, it's got an influence of the typical gym workout where it is work this one day, something else, another day, the parts. It's not integrating the whole body. And that's the key to classical Pilates. And here at this studio, we actually don't have someone come right in off the street and get into a class without having some training and some understanding individually for their own body, how to come from the in, from the center and be a little more balanced. You know, we have to do like an assessment or an evaluation before we actually start someone in a group. And some people just aren't ready for that. And it would be hard on themselves, it would be hard on the teacher, and the group would be not as fulfilled because if you get a balanced group of people, and you don't have to be in as good a condition, but you have to understand some things, and then and then all levels can work together if the, if everybody has a certain understanding in their body. Yeah, yeah. I think it took me like so three. That's a huge, yeah, it took yeah. Me three. Yeah, it didn't yeah. take you long, and and I think that's the huge difference is in those those type of studios that just. Um, going for the burn, going for a killer workout. It's not aggressive, but boy, you can certainly sweat and you can fatigue and you can get that, you can get a high from it, but it just takes a little time till you understand your body well enough to tap into the deep part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. And we have women and and men, we have all ages, but I mean, we have women in their seventies who move as good as any 20 year old. Yeah. 25, you know, and they, they, because they understand their body and they look that way. Well, that's what got me hooked when I came in here and to be in class with women in their seventies, I was like, I want to look like that when I'm 70. (laughs) So, and feel good. good. That's the huge thing is feeling not all, um, you know, um, arthritis and, you know, joint problems and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I've never felt more comfortable in my body with this That's movement. Good. I can see that. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed working with you with it. It's awesome. It's amazing. So Joseph Pilates. Mm-hmm. And also one other question. I feel like not to harp on this subject, but classical Pilates, I do feel like has an older age group. Like it's the reason why I'm sitting here with you and mm-hmm. offering these classes is because I want this younger generation, my generation to, to know about it. What happened? Like wow. that almost brings me oh. <laughs> strike an emotional chord. Oh. You are feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes. The, I mean, we actually have a lot more, people coming in now in their 20s, 30s mm-hmm. than we did prior. Mm-hmm. We did have an older demographic, but now it's definitely opened up. 
good. And I think you've been a part of that. Yeah. Because you've had several people kept come here because of you. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, so that, okay. So really smart. We always say smart men do Pilates. <laughs> I say smart women do classical Pilates. Oh, I'm going to make, when I have my mans, I'm going to make him do it. I also love when men try to do yoga or Pilates because I think they think, oh, whatever, you know, and they struggle because it's not easy. You know, the men that are attracted to it are the athletes who need to perform. Right. They need to really perform. It's not so much the men that just do weights to look good, you know, or workouts to just look better. It's more people who have to perform in their bodies. And that's the difference. I mean, for classical, for sure. Yeah. But for um, gals, I mean, I think that it's just a matter of, I don't know what to say about um, the, the younger women. Um, I think the ones that do it do love it. You know what? This summer, actually in the last two or three months, I have at least five, if not more, 12 to 13 year olds. Oh, wow. In here and are changing so much and they catch on so quickly. And some of them really were more like have been dancing and not and in feeling injured and they aren't anymore because they've learned how to balance and how to come where to come from. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's incredible. And uh, I mean, it's also like a physical therapy in a yes, way. It is. It is. It is a very therapeutic method of work. I think I've always said he was a therapist before his time, you know, physical therapist. So who is Joseph Pilates? Well, that's interesting because this is something I recently heard. And I heard that. And so I don't know other than that I heard this, that he actually approached the, um, I guess it's the American Medical Association hmm. back in the day. And wanted his method to be embraced as physical therapy to help people getting out of, out of um, you know, injuries and surgery. And that's actually where he came from. He was in, um, he was in an intern in the, in the war. And he would help people who were um, bedridden. And he would make springs to help them get out of bed. He would do that kind of thing. And so he had really desired for that to be um, something that would happen in our government in our American Medical Association. I'm not sure how and what went on, except that he was kind of disillusioned with it. It was- Well, usually the things that are good for you, the medical system's like, no. (laughs) No, thank you. It wasn't something that they could probably make as much money with. Yeah, well, of course. The things that actually fix and heal quickly. quickly is what they don't normally allow into the system. That is true. And that is exactly what went on then. I think that's my thing. I mean, I felt that way when I found this practice too. Like the, I spent a lot of money before on, on, you know, building my body to a certain way mm-hmm. and more and more money because like I would have back pain or I would feel addicted to it or I was kind of seeing the opposite of results that I wanted to Mm -hmm. see. So I just kept going, you know, so I can see how this method would be a method that's like a a method that's able to heal and to fix. So, yeah. And it would also just make you so comfortable with yourself that you don't have the mental issues that come with not looking like you think you might should look or, you know, that kind of thing. It really balances you both mentally and physically. So did he, Joseph Pilates, create Pilates? He, or I think he developed it over a period of time. And yes, but, and he worked with people that were in hospitals 
and he had great, um, a lot of anatomy understanding. And I, from what I understand is when he was very, very young, he had rickets and other kinds of ailments, and he was very uh, skinny and not muscular, and he built himself up to be so developed that, um, that he could pose for anatomy books. Well, you get chiseled. Yeah, chiseled. You get chiseled from Pilates. Definition and chiseled, that's a good word. You always say to me, you're like, you're abs. For sure. For sure. I have a young man, he's like in his 30s, and he's been coming here about a little over a year. And he did a testimony on on Yelp that just blew my mind because he said how much he's never had his abdominals be so defined and he and felt better in his core. And he came in with shoulder shoes and pain, a lot of pain in his body and has no pain now. That's incredible. Yeah. And he had done a lot of other things to try to get, you know, get rid of the imbalances. But yeah, but he's been very committed to it twice a week for over a year and a half. And he's looking good. So if you live in the Los Angeles area, you have to come here and see Kathy. And in the show notes of this podcast, I'll have your Instagram, Kathy's Instagram, the address, all of that. But we recorded some videos, which we're hoping to keep going as well. We're starting a series of classical Pilates classes, because like I said, I felt where are the Pilates classes? I was YouTubing everything, classical Pilates, Joseph Pilates, and I was trying to find something. So I asked Kathy if we could record, which we did. And so right now, when you listen to this podcast or shortly after you listen, there'll be three classes available. And then we're hoping to build upon that. But we started with three And I think you should break down the three we did, the classical method. And, you know, we started the first class is just a hundreds. Mm -hmm. The second class is the basic 10. And then the third class is a flow. So perhaps we break that down for people so that when they're doing it, they have that mind body connection. Great. That's a good idea. Okay. So the first class is the shorter of the three. And we will cover um, some of the terminology. Um, oh, actually, I need to cover that here. Yeah. Flow it. We don't. We decided to just flow so that right. you guys, when you wake up in the morning, you can turn the video on and you can do it. For example, I'm so thrilled to have these videos because sometimes I only have 10 minutes in the morning. So for that one, I'm going to do the hundreds. And it's basically one movement, but when you connect to it, it is healer. I mean, I think that's where my abs came from. (laughs) So you want me to describe some of the things you need to look for and do in that? I think so. Yeah. I can do that. that. Let me, um, so first off, there's some basic principles that, you know, you have to, um, make sure you're mind body centered. You're going to, uh, work on your breathing a bit. Um, you want to be stable in your pelvis and your shoulders and so we're we, we're starting that with what's called a shoulder bridge before yep. the hundreds, because the shoulder bridge kind of gets everything kind of going. Like your backside of your body, most people are a little more dominant in the front of their bodies, like the deltoids, the pecs, the abdominal external abdominals, um, the quadriceps of the front of the thighs, the biceps, the front of the arms and um, sometimes the calves and not a good connection with feet and hands. So the, the uh, shoulder bridge helps you kind of tap into all of that. So when you um, 
are on your back and your feet are squared off with your hips and your arms along your body and you pick your hips up, you're going to focus on your shoulders, your arms and your hands and your feet because that's what's holding you. And when you pick up your hips, you're in a shoulder bridge. And that bridge, you can stay up there for a moment and breathe and you can mentally connect to your core and it's going to help you be stable in your pelvis and hips, uh, in your shoulders. So you have to keep your hips level. And we address that, but we don't go into as much explanation. Mm -hmm. So that groundedness and that stability through your pelvis and your shoulders is the key thing that we're looking for in the shoulder bridge to prepare you for the hundreds, which is the big warm-up that everybody knows about. It's a hundred um, beats of your arms while you're inhaling for 10, five and exhaling for five, 10 times. So it's a hundred. So that shoulder bridge, you want to focus there and really master that. And that helps connect you to your core. It does. If you'll breathe and just do a body scan, always try to not think you're just going for a killer workout right now. This is just to learn some fundamental things, which is not an easy thing to teach on a video and not an easy thing. And I loved your idea of us talking about it here. So when they get in there and do that, they'll kind of already know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your, your, your audience. And so the shoulder bridge, you raise up and you hold that position and you breathe. And then we do a few little, I think we did some knee lifts and things and yeah. So that will prepare you for the hundred. Okay. Then once you're feeling those hips be anchored and stable and your shoulders nice and stable, we call that imprinting, letting your pelvic region and your shoulder region, which are more dense than your core. There's not a lot of bones going through your core. There's your spine, right? But then up there in your shoulders and your hips, you have bones and you're going to keep them a certain way. You're going to keep them level and in neutral. And, um, so then you're ready for the hundred to start thinking about that. So your shoulders are imprinted, your hips are imprinted. They should feel heavy on the mat and you're lying there with your knees bent. And when you take one knee up to tabletop and hold it there, you do it from your center, you focus, and then you bring the second knee up and you keep them both up there centered and focused. All right. Then you can start your hundred beats. And you do that with your head down at first so that you can connect into your center from your pumping. You're pumping uh, from your breath and your center. You're moving your arms up and down very small from your blades and your um, spine. Okay, so it's not just from your shoulders and deltoids, which of course I did that when I first started because I was used to lifting weights with those shoulders with those deltoids and traps and all. So you want to get out of those muscles I mentioned earlier. The, the parts of the body that get really targeted in weight strength, uh, strength training and, and resistance training. And so you pump from your whole body. And once you get that down, then you can focus on your center to lift your head. Mm -hmm. Not lifting your head with your neck and your traps and your deltoids. You're lifting your head from your upper abdominals. You're releasing that upper back and you're pumping your arms, not from your shoulders and delts, but from your lats and your triceps and your, your spine, your shoulder blades. There's a lot of muscles that attach your shoulders to your hands and arms and to your torso. So you wanna connect them all. And it's like I said, it's not the easiest thing to demonstrate in a video. And so you can watch a video and think that you're doing what they're doing. But if you're doing it from your ex superficial external muscles, it's not the same as if you're doing it from your breath. 
So you're up there with your head lifted and your knees are at tabletop and you're doing good and you want that whole torso to be like a canoe, very scooped, but not hollow, not empty, not like suck your muscles in and don't use them, but engage them and breathe with them. Breathe with your diaphragm, breathe with your rib cage muscles expanding. And so you're kind of tying it all together. Once you've gotten that really well, then you could either straighten one leg out to eye level. And that would be kind of making it a little more challenging, making it a little more heavy for your abdominals to hold and stay in control. Or you could take them back in, you know, and you could alternate that, or you can bring it in and keep your, your hip, uh, knees over your hips and straighten your legs straight up if your hamstrings allow it. Okay, if your hamstrings allow you to have your feet right above your hips, that's a great place to master the deep breathing and the control from your center. And then after you get that, then you can lay your leg, uh, stretch one leg out straight, one leg straight up. Then you can switch that. And your ultimate goal is to have your feet about eye level, but your body is like engaged throughout and you're like a canoe shape. And, but you're not hollow. Again, I have to emphasize, don't hollow out in your core area, but really engage your whole core. Your breathing is your diaphragm muscle, your rib cage muscles, your, of course, deep obliques, external obliques, and your transverse muscle is a deep one that wraps around your waist like a cummerbund, and it um, stabilizes your torso, supports your organs, protects your low back. Um, you get all that going on, and you can do some great hundreds, and it's not easy. No. And just because it's a foundational exercise doesn't mean it's easy. No, that's what I was saying. Like, you could do that practice that video once every morning oh my gosh that's exactly yeah and i just thought of some other things that spin off of that that joseph Pilates did that are kind of can replace the hundreds later but it's once you've mastered the hundreds. yes <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a lot of places to take this without having a bunch of equipment right right yeah everything we did is on the mat no equipment right and so that's the first um video yep in the shortest one. And then the second one is the medium one. Yeah, the second one is the basic 10 mat. And I've heard this, I don't know, you know, I can see why they say it, but I've heard that the basic 10 mat contain all of the body skills that you would need for all the levels of Pilates, all the way up to the really high level advanced bodies. So in those um, 10 exercises, uh, we break them down. And you do them, we do them not too slow because you want the, the viewers and the participants to be able to just flow with it, like you said. But in that one, what you're going to take away from it is um, just know that all the things we talked about in the first video are always going to be the number one thing you want to go for. And then there will be some other cues and ideas and doing the different shapes. And so certain muscles will be kind of targeted more, but not... Um, not like thinking of only them, but uniform development, but they're targeted because of the shape of the movement. <laughs> it's because of the exercise. It's not because of we're trying to work certain parts. It's always trying to work the whole body. And so that one has a good flow to it. It's more of a workout, you know, full body workout, developing different skills other than the, the stabilization and, and the, um, the groundedness um, the, and the integration. It's more, it's actually I was sweating by this video. <laughs> you were, for sure. You were. And, and it's definitely bringing in a more integration of moving bigger and more parts. 
Then the basic 10 are your next foundation. You get those two done and, uh, and done well and practice it and practice, then go to the flow. Which is the third video. Yes, the third video, and it's the longer. I think it's around close to 20 minutes or whatever. And that one, um, we actually left out all of the extensions, which typically we would have some extensions in it. But extensions are much more uh, challenging to do well and not strain your back. And so that one will really get a nice, that definitely has a flow and really fun. I think it's that one was really fun. Yeah. It's fun. So what would you say, because for me personally, like I've been coming here and now we'll do these videos, but I come here and to the classes and every single time I come, it's the same exact flow. You know what I mean? For the most part, like yes. we do the same thing. And I oh, think, yes, 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 yes. The reputation of it, I think is what is so oh. powerful. So it, if anyone listening, you don't have to recreate or go to a new workout. It's about practicing these flows every single day. And then you see more results even <laughs> and feel is, results. That is such a good thing to say. That's, you don't need more, 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 more material. Yeah. Own it, connect with it, own it and just master it. And in a really amazing way. And you can always change it up a little bit. You can try like what we do in the hundreds. I love that we came up with having your feet and legs in different positions where the ultimate goal is to have your feet eye level and distributing the work throughout your body. But you can get, there's a journey to get there to be able to do that. Really, really amazing. So more um, material, more inf uh, more material is not what it's all about. In fact, the, I think that the, uh, mass, the um, highest level advanced mat work it's probably around, I'm not sure, I should have counted, but 30 to 4, 35 exercises. And you do them in 30 to 35 minutes. That's how long the advanced mat work is when you do it classically. Mm -hmm. And the um, intermediate is going to be about 20 to 23 minutes. So it's the same exercises. And you never get bored with them. If never get bored with it. I'm never intent. bored. No, your intent is... is, is uh, if you're bored, you're not connecting. That's, that's yes. And obviously, you know, I have my days where my mind's racy and I just do it. But when I connect to it, it's a different workout for me every time. It is. But even when you're having to go through it, like even... I remember when my teachers first taught me that sloppy Pilates is actually good for... You always yeah. tell me to get and sloppy. You, everything you do, everything with such quality. And you uh. just, that's maybe a little bit of... Weird. That's what I'm trying to let go of. And then you're going to have the freedom to move way, way more. In fact, the, I remember this so strongly. The... Um, that the further up, the more advanced you become in the, in the classical movements the more you've got to let go of your strengths. So if your strength might be complete perfection, then you let go a little bit of that, and that's when you find so much more. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting to be able to share this and also to be able to hear you breaking it down like this. Yeah, I know. I'm so I'm very, very honored to be here and have you doing this. Uh -huh. I just am so thrilled that someone in their 20s <laughs> is racing something that I learned in my 40s and now I'm in my 70s. <laughs> I know. I'm so tempted to do the training. I'm just you so know, tempted. 
Yeah. Okay. We do have teacher training. And um, yes, that's. Oh, yeah. It's the level three math things that we're going to be going over. And if you live in the area, you also have to come to the aerial classes here. Oh, there's so much fun. We do the hammock aerial work and we have different types of workouts. We definitely do Pilates in them and do the alignment and work on that. But we also have the flips and tricks and strength and training. Um, and then we also have the breath and, and um, meditate. Well, breath, uh, and, breath and stretch. Yes. Yeah. Breath and stretch. Yeah. Breathe and stretch. We have all that going on. And then we also do Pilates bar. Now that's vertical Pilates. And I love that. That's one of my favorite classes to teach. I think I'm coming tomorrow, actually. Yeah. I think it's, it's so much fun to teach. It's, we have just such a great time in that class. It's a fun class. It's like Lucy Goosey. <laughs> yeah, we call it Friday night at the Pilates bar. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you offer teacher training? It goes on, uh, like annually, uh -huh. and you don't have to start at a specific area. You do have to be a certain level before you can be in it. Okay. Be in the training, you have to be uh, proficient at a level three, which is intermediate, reformer, and that. When you have that, then you can start the program. Then it's way big <laughs> because you're learning how to teach, and you're learning how to teach different, you know, people, different types of people, you know, different mindsets, different. Um, conditions. Mm -hmm. So teaching it is a lot different than just doing it. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I personally like to have a, have a good teacher teaching me. I know. That's why I like you. I I'm like I'm attached to you. <laughs> I just, as much as I know, when I'm doing it, I may not be in tune with that part of my body like I have been before. Or whatever. And mm -hmm. I just love it. It's, it's really, really healing. It is. It's healing. It is the most youthful anti-aging thing you can do for your body. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. I love the simplicity of it. And I think anyone listening knows this about me, but I'm just so big on a simple diet, simple movement, less is more. I think that, you know, we're always searching and people are always searching, you know, like, what can I add? What can I do? How can I fix it? And it's like 90% of the time you just need to remove. <laughs> remove stuff from your diet and not in a restrictive way, but just like connect and go back to simple foods, go back to simple movement, do the same routine every day with your movement, connect to your body and you'll see the results you want to see. You will own it. And then you can always grow from there. Yes. And you, you can build on a foundation yes. and that's that's where it's powerful. And you could go back to it when you fall apart if you ever do from something. Yes. You know what I mean? You could fall apart. What, you know, if something happened and you just like, oh, I haven't been working out. And, and then you can go back to your foundation. You go back to the hundreds. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's really, really good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Kathy will be linked in the show notes. You can find her studio, her contact information. And if you want to try our online classes, those are also linked in the show notes. You have to do them. We recorded them just for you. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing your magic. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow along on social media at Kenzie Burke and for all things nutritional healing and body at Body Forward. And if you're looking for versatile clothing that will help you transcend the seasons as undone as it is refined at Shop Brulee. Everything is linked in the show notes and I'll see you on the next episode.